I'm Karen. <laughs> I'm Lauren. Uh, and this is Downstage Left, a theater podcast where we talk a little, laugh a lot, and know nothing. Sure we don't know anything. Uh, a thing that Lauren has just had to edit out is a chat about the Renaissance Festival. Yeah, um, Michigan Renaissance Festival. Is like in us. full swing right now, and what a great time. Lauren and I, I think, are a little bit similar where it's not necessarily either one of our favorite things. Yeah, I mean, like, I will go. I have my friend, my friend Joel, plays the king at the Michigan Renaissance Festival. Sure, so, that's like, exciting. His Highness Joel. Like, sure, okay. Which, like, I, here's the thing. I've been a little bit of an asshole about it, where every time I talk to him, I'm like, oh, your majesty, can I pull out your chair for you? And he's like, sure. please stop. Sure, that's fine. <laughs> he hates it. Um, so it's, like, fun. And he's, like, killing it out there. So, sure. like, I go as a supportive friend. And I, like, there are aspects of the fair that I do like. Sure. I do not dress up. I For a theater person, people are always like, oh, my God, you must love it. I'm like, no, no, I don't dress up. Sometimes I like the shows. Sometimes um, I like the art fair aspect of it. The food is like okay. Well, <sighs> in my sense of it, we talked about this. Is I went, I went some years ago, and it was like the most racist time I've ever had <laughs> so toward myself. Which I, which we talked about. They have like taken steps to rectify, but in a way where I was like, oh, I've paid money for people to be racist toward me. Great. What a weird I'm time in. for me. Yeah, um, unenjoyable. And then I told you. Uh, I apparently went as a child because when I was a kid, I loved King Arthur. Like, oh, I yeah. loved medieval stuff and whatever. And uh, so my parents were like, well, this is, like, going to be right up your alley. And we went, and I hated it, and I repressed that memory because when my mom told me about it, I was like, I have no recollection of going to that as a child. Uh, and usually I'm pretty good about remembering things like that. So yeah, you just, like, sat on it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes you get the people that, like, go to the Renaissance Festival. And if this is you, like, live your truth. But they, like, spend their whole weekend there, and then they're like – fully dressed up and then they they think they're like a cast member and like to me and then they like interact with me like i'm trying to interact with them and i'm like this is a lot that i don't want to participate in sure so like thank you so much but no um again live your truth but please don't come into my personal space on that one (laughs) sure that's not what i want agree like let me interact when i want to if i want to approach you i will do it but i don't i don't want to nope sure speaking of being discriminated what are we going to talk about today oh boy (laughs) just kidding uh no today we are Continuing our quest for Christopher Fitzgerald to... Chris Fitz! Sure. Oh, my God. I forgot you named him that. Um, sure, in which he's like, I would have, but that one girl kept calling me Chris Fitz, and I hate that. Um, no, today we're doing kind of... We don't usually do heavy hitters, I feel like, where Not we lot, tend no. to do a little bit more, like, less mainstream things. But today we're oh, doing man. kind of a heavy hitter musical. Pretty heavy. Yeah, it's super um, heavy. And we are doing Wicked today. Wicked! So, um, oh Wicked is one of those shows that it's shocking to know that it debuted in 2003 because it doesn't feel like it's been around that long, but like surely it has. Oh, it definitely has. Sure, it, coming up on a 20 year anniversary. Yeah, I was in school, like in middle school or high school. I was in middle school in 2003, but I sure. definitely was in high school when it got popular. And um, I remember, like, listening to it nonstop. Yeah. And then, for me, then it became so much that, like, everyone knew Wicked, and it was sure. so overplayed that I was like, okay, Well, it, it gained some kind of, like, crazy time. It had some uh, crazy time. But now, is... like, I feel like everyone knows it so much that I, like, roll my eyes when Wicked sure. shows up. Like, people are like, Wicked! And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, it is based on a book by Gregory Maguire, and if you have not heard of him, he's got a bunch of really cool books, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, his his sort of shtick is that it's written from different points of view. So, like, Wicked uh, is based on it, the full title, Wicked, The Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the West, is kind of built from her point of view. So, like, all the things we know about Wizard of Oz and Dorothy and Glinda and all these things, we get, like, the backstory to it, and it's yeah. really kind of neat. And he's got another one called Confessions of an Ugly Stepsister. Yes, And I've it's told it. yeah. from the viewpoint of one of the stepsisters in Cinderella's story so yeah. he kind of does this cool thing where he flips that stuff on his side but that's what it's based on well I love the exploration of a villain yes. because like like which now is like in Disney has done it with all of them doing a lot of it yep. and I, I like it because it is like you know people are not just inherently evil yep. they are like there's something that has happened to them that makes them that way and Absolutely. makes them perceived as wicked so like let's talk about it I will say I read the wicked novel when I was uh, a youth yeah uh, I read it in college yeah I probably should have waited until college because I was like early high school and I read it sure. and it was like different than the musical by a lot oh it's very different and uh, I don't know if I was like ready for it sure it's um darker racier so dark uh, than the musical and in a way where 
the musical does very well because it's not those things. Yes. But it is like the novel really goes to a couple places. Yeah. I will say like a weird piece of trivia that I love to tell people. And I, maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but he got Alphaba's name by taking the initials from the original right. author of uh, The Wizard of Oz. Yep. So Al Frank Baum, yep. Alpha Ba, which I sure. love. It's very <laughs> fun. Uh, sure. The musical, uh, Stephen Schwartz musical, Stephen Schwartz we know from Godspell, other things I can't think of off the top sure. of my head. some Disney stuff, I think. Sure, he's done, well, Stephen Schwartz is like, he's he's not quite in the same he's vein. He's Alan Menken, but No, but, close. oh, Pippin, Wicked, yeah. Godspell, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Uh, Pocahontas. These are things. Enchanted. Prince of Egypt. So yeah, he is definitely. Yeah. Sure. But Pippin, Wicked, and Godspell, as far as like a, to- a, a like Broadway trifecta, pretty well known. Well, and that's like when I think of like, it's just the style, you know, it's like Correct. very similar. It's like yes. when you hear Jason Robert Brown, you're like, oh, I know yeah, what that yeah. is. I know who wrote that. Even if I'm not fully recognizing it, like Correct. I understand what's happening here. Um, what's so. interesting is so uh, Schwartz read the novel like the book on like vacation and then reached out to Gregory Maguire. Maguire had already options the rights had already optioned the rights to Universal as a film. Oh. Because obviously the book adaptation like a film adaptation of the book would have been very interesting. Very interesting. And then they kinda convinced that guy to produce stage rights, which I think legally are different. Yeah. And then this kind of came about in which now we know they're doing a movie version of the stage version. Sure, that's happening. So that's happening. Sure, we can talk about that later. Perhaps. Pluses, minuses. Um, the, like, three-part <laughs> saga. Not whatever. necessarily, but that's fine. Um, but it's just kind of an interesting thing and a really interesting concept, I think, from the book side of it where it is, like, cool to just go, sure, what's the origin story? What is... And it's, it was doing it before we had, like, Maleficent. Like, mm-hmm. before Disney was doing all that stuff, it was a real fresh take on looking for what how did these things come to peace and what we'll learn and we'll talk about it when we do the synopsis but it answers so many questions of like who is the scarecrow yeah. how did the lion become this the writing who is, is the so tin clever. man like yeah. it answers all these questions that you're like oh damn all right cool 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 and they're like all tied together which i think is Correct. so smart i do think it was they were absolutely the first people the first company to like really examine the villain from yep. the villain's perspective I and i i think it, it did i mean it was very trendsetting and i think it's just it, that's why people find it so interesting i agree um and i do i do think the writing is just for the script yep really really a good adaptation really like in a way that they they took all the things that need like i mean here's the thing there's a bunch of Broadway shows that are dark and like mm-hmm. Sweeney Todd, Les Mis for the most part, not like yeah. an uplifting show. Well, that's uh, a happy ending kind of, but like kind yeah, of. everybody dies. So, so like, yeah, but you know, it's like whatever. So it's not necessarily a prerequisite for shows to be like bubbly and happy and fun. Yeah. But I think what this show does really well before it got like too mainstream is it balances it where you have these like poignant kind of darker moments, but it's you know, flipped with levity in the next one. And and it does a really good job of exploring the characters. And I think all the characters have a character arc yeah. that doesn't necessarily happen in most shows. And that's kind of an interesting thing too. So should we get, let's get into let's it. Let's dive in. I like it. Sure. Uh, here we go. So act one, Wicked starts off with a celebration in Oz following the death of Elphaba, the Wicked Witch of the West. Glinda the Good floats in and reveals Elphaba's past. Her mother had an affair with a traveling salesman while her father, the governor of Munchkinland, was away. Okay, first of all, can we talk about how she floats in? Because she sure, floats on a in bubble. on a freaking mechanical bubble, Correct. and I love it. Sure, it's pretty impressive. It's so fun. I also um, oh, had something else to say, and it's, it's gone. just left my brain. All right. So I'll let you know. It, it might come back. <laughs> Um, sure, we kind of, sure, we're in it now, but we a little bit skipped over this. It's still running. It's still going. It's won Grammys. It's won Tonys. We'll talk about that a little bit m- sure, more. I have thoughts about um, some of that. It's so. past the 1 billion revenue mark with Lion King and Phantom. Yeah. No, um, it's like as, as heavy of a hitter as I think we can get. Like, yeah. Lion King fan. We've already talked about Phantom. Well, and so I think like, too, hey. in a um, heavy hitter in a modern way. Like this yeah. is maybe the most, like Phantom had its, it's still going, but it had its heyday in the, the 90s, 90s yeah. and 80s, you know, but this is like a current one. I agree. Okay. So okay. anyway. So anyway, so she floats sure. in and she she's floats like, in and tell, and begins retelling this story. It's like a Tarantino. You start at the yeah. end and like go to the beginning and here's how we got here. Yes. And so, and the way, when she tells it, it there's a little bit of an act out of it of like, you see the salesman and his mm-hmm. like mysterious time and mysterious the green beverage. Correct. That, that yeah. he drinks and the, they have like the affair and it's intimated and whatever. And so, um, 
basically, you know, cheated on the governor of Munchkinland. So how dare the mother gave birth to a girl with green skin whom her father rejected at birth. And this one, this is shown on stage as well. Yeah. And it's called No One Mourns the Wicked. Um, and it's like, honestly, a real sad beginning. Well, and that starts the whole process. Like, yes. I mean, how, how is someone going to be perceived as good when everyone is like, hey, the color of your skin's is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, after being asked if she was Elphaba's friend, Glinda reminisces about their past. Years earlier, and then this is kind of, we like, to the past. To the back of it. Um, sure. Uh, Elphaba arrives at Shiz University, dear old Shiz. Sure, I love that. Her father showered all of his affection on her younger sister, Nessa Rose, who uses a wheelchair and gives Nessa a pair of jeweled shoes. This is important to know. Sure, the jeweled um, shoes is very important. In which Nessa Rose is not green. She just no, knows, she's normal. She's like a pretty girl in a wheelchair or something. She's tragically beautiful. Correct. And Alphaba is beautifully tragic. That's like the bit of it. That is. Yeah. <laughs> um, the headmistress of Shiz, Madame Morble, decides to take Nessa under her wing, assigning the nerdy Alphaba and the popular Galinda, Glinda's former Galinda name. Galinda with a ga. Sure, G-A. <laughs> to be roommates. Alphaba, anxious, uses magic to pull Nessa Rose's wheelchair back after Morble attempts to depart with her sister. Morble recognizes Alphaba's potential and decides to teach her sorcery. She tells Elphaba her powers might allow her to one day work with the wonderful Wizard of Oz, something Elphaba has dreamed of her whole life, the Wizard and I. I love this song. Sure. Uh, I've sung it so many times, like, I just love it. It's pretty great. And in a way where, man, Stephen Schwartz knows how to do music, and he does it really well in this show. Well, and like, I just, I love that this show has such notoriety, too, that at this point, when you see, uh, like, Alphaba for the first time she yeah. like shows up and immediately like no matter who's playing her is class immediate applause yeah and then like the wizard and i same thing no one cares if it sucked everyone's yeah. like yes here we yes. go we're in it <laughs> we're um, in it so galinda so and here's the thing it's portrayed in like honestly a very smart trope i think that doesn't come through in the books as much but like you know to the stylized of a broadway show yeah glinda's the popular girl alphabet's oh, yes. the outcast it's so and it like the juxtaposition yeah. is so nice glinda's in pink and like done up and beautiful yeah. and you know alphabet's in like, like a frock sure like a frock and has like a funny hat Just on by the frock it's pretty exactly yeah. uh glinda and alphabet clash with each other in their letters to their parents and even in classes and they sing what is this feeling oh my god which is a fantastic comedic duet so good and beautiful sounding yeah it's like lovely i this is this is why part of the reason why I like roll my eyes when I hear wicked stuff. It's because I have sung so much of this music in of like cabarets and stuff. Yeah. So I definitely did the wizard, the wizard and I. I've definitely done what is this feeling? Of like it's just great. <laughs> but it's such a good comedic song. Oh, so where funny. good like duet for women, which we good don't have enough women. of, you know? Yeah, sure, there's a couple in this show. But yes. uh it's like such a funny song because they just hate each other. So loathing. Cute. Um so anyway, in they Clashing classes such as history with Dr. Dillamond, a goat who, as the only animal professor at Shiz, is beginning to suffer from discrimination. Well, so here's the thing that I think is important to note. Sure. And it, it's, That's what I was going to say. Oh, are you going to talk well, about it? Well, go ahead. Uh, it's more profound in the book, or pronounced in the book, because Agree. animals like this that can speak and like have uh, autonomy, really, are capitalized. Right. So it's animal capital A versus an animal lowercase a that doesn't doesn't speak or like interact with humans Correct. i think that's a really interesting distinction that maybe is missed oh, a little bit sure. and that's like one of those things not enough time to make that distinction no but it should be noted that in this world there are animals who are intelligent and talk and have humanoid characteristics yeah uh, and things like that um sure so he tells Elphaba about a conspiracy to stop animals from speaking and she wants to let the wizard know because he could stop it something bad so yeah something bad and he the whole time sure <laughs> well in a cute. way where it's like oh no um meanwhile a handsome and roguish prince fiero arrives at shiz and introduces the other students to his philosophy of not caring about life and worries obviously sure in a song that whoa there's a lot more explanation before we get to it but it's called dancing through dancing life through life that's a um, song it's sure. Norbert leo butts in the original Sure, it is. Uh, gone on to be played by 11 billion so people. people. Uh, we'll talk about that notably. But the interesting thing about that is it sets him up in a way where he is really kind of set up as brainless. He's been kicked out of a bunch of yeah. schools. Um, and that will play be more prominent later. So anyway... Uh, they decide to go to a party. They decide to go to a party at the Asdus Ballroom that evening. A Munchkin named Boke, Bok, Bok, Bok. Sure, yeah, I got Bok. excited. Bok. 
asked Galinda to go with him. Bach was, of course, played by the wonderful Chris Christopher Fitz. Fitzgerald. Chris Fitz, played by, play Bach. Okay. Here's the thing. How, Chris Fitz must not be super tall. He's not. He's okay. like a, he's not like a shorty, but he's like not a tall man. Because I know Bach is supposed to be a munchkin. Right. And then we just talked about Finian's Rainbow, where he yeah. played like the leprechaun. leprechaun. So, so, he's yeah. more of a diminutive on that stature side. Okay. Um... Galinda, wanting to go to the dance with Fierro, convinces Bach to go with Nessa Rose as, like, a favor to her. And he's so in love with Galinda. He oh, does. He does. It's so um, sweet. And then, which is, like, a sad manipulation time because Galinda knows it. It is. It's um, sad. And, like, when he asks Nessa, he's yeah. like, she's like, why did you want to go with me? And he's yeah. like, uh, because you're so beautiful. And she's like, oh, my God, thank right. you. And it's just like, kind of this, like, yep. sad time a little bit, oh, on, uh, like, so for sad. everyone. Um, Nessa becomes deeply enamored with him and convinces Elphaba to find a way to thank Galinda for her help, quote unquote. Mm. And, and sure, by the way, so they don't say, they don't put dancing through life until the end of this paragraph, but they've sang that song and now they're done. Well, so, no, no, this is throughout the whole song. No, I happened. know, but I'm saying like, it's not, we, we're getting ready to move on. Well, this scene, well, this scene though happens in the it, song. It lasts forever. Yeah. Sure. The At the song party, is like six sure. minutes long. At the party, Madame Morble tells Glinda she can join her sorcery class at Elphaba's request and gives her a wand. Because Glinda couldn't get in. She doesn't have that same, like, natural ability as Alphaba. Yeah. So that's the favor that Alphaba is pulling to, like, help her as mm. a thank you. Nice. Um, yeah. Alphaba arrives wearing a hat Glinda gave her as a practical joke, only to find... Sure, this is mean. Only to find yeah. the other students laughing and staring while she dances alone. Um, sure. In which it's a real mean girl move to, like, it be is. like, oh, this hat looks so good on you. You should wear it. Isn't and then there, she's like, ridiculed. Don't they come up with the hat as another sort of joke for something else? And then she's like, we'll just give it to my roommate. And Correct. Like, it's like something like that. It gets sent to her and she's like, oh my gosh. And then she's like, oh, I know what we can do with it. Yeah. We can give it to. They're Elf like all laughing at it or Correct. something. It's like awful. Um, Here's the thing that I love about this costume, if yep. I remember correctly. Um, cause I've seen this a few times, like touring, coming through here. Sure. Um, you would think, like, if you have to paint someone green, you would think you would maybe put them in sleeves. But no, this costume is a tank top. Correct. And in which they her arms are green. paint her. Like, yeah. the whole time. And I've watched a lot of weird behind the scenes where people are getting interviewed while they're getting, getting their, their green makeup painted on themselves. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so much makeup. And, like, I <laughs> I even watched, like, on the, new, like, local news or something, sure. like, the cast, like, having an interview. And you can see, like, green tinge through the girl's of hair. Of course. <laughs> You're like, oh, is that well, your whole you, life? Sure, like, I was going to say, you play that role and it's exciting, but there is, like... It's a lot of green involved. A plus minus at the end where you're like, sure, I was green for months afterward and I yeah. had to like let it wash off me. Yeah. Um, anyway, Galinda has a change of heart and decides to dance with Alphaba and soon everybody joins them, allowing both girls to finally bond. And nice. then that's the song. Sure. Dancing through life. And then they're friends. So. Yep. It's uh, the moment in Harry Potter where like they beat the troll in the bathroom. And they're, and they're pals. Best friends I love ever. how you swung it back to Harry Potter. I'll, um, always. Good effort. <laughs> I haven't done that in like a while. I know. So, I like, know. It's please okay. compliment my restraint. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, later, back in their dorm room, they continue to bond with secrets. Galinda decides to give her new friend a personality makeover, the song Popular, which is also another oh very funny song. This is like comedic, yep. like, so fun for a female. Singer. It is. Uh, the next day, Dr. Dillman arrives at class, explaining that he's leaving. He is no longer permitted to teach. Rude. Elphaba wants to help, but no one will stand up with her. Sure. This is, like, where you, in that way that we're turning sort of what we know of the wicked witch into this she's like standing up for civil rights and stuff like yeah. she's doing the right thing in which nobody all these like shiny popular people are too scared to do the right thing and she's not well because she's such an outcast and Correct. i mean so much of that comes from her visual yep. um afterward the students are introduced to technical advantages of the cage which will prevent any animal from speaking Ugh. Which is sad. It's like it's like so hard to watch like a grown person like walk into that cage and you're like, oh, it is. It's hey. it's effed up. Yeah. Um, Elphaba's anger cannot be contained, and in the ensuing chaos, she escapes alongside Fiero, taking with them the lion cub that was imprisoned within the cage, mm. and the two of them share a private moment. Sure, the lion cub. Keep in, keep your, that in your sure. brain for later. When do we? Where could that possibly what? come back? Lions? To? And exactly. Tigers? Bears? Uh, what? Elphaba alone laments that she could never be loved by Fiero as Galinda, uh, just as, sure, the, bad sentence. Right. Elphaba laments that Fiero could never love her the way he loves Galinda, sure. and she sings I'm Not That Girl. And it's sad. Oh, I do like that song also. Good song for an alto. Sure. It's low. Uh, low. Madame Morble arrives and tells Elphaba that the wizard will meet with her. Nessa, Fiero, and Galinda see her off at the train station. Galinda tries to impress Fiero by changing her name to Glinda in solidarity with Dr. Dillamond, uh, because 
Dr. Dillon, there's a whole scene where he can't say Galinda. Yeah, it's like he, like, mispronounces it. Sure. Uh, and it comes back uh, probably three times because yeah. we're in theater and this is what we do. Um, and she's like, and her correction is always Galinda with a ga. Like, and it's right. very, like, specific. And so then she makes, like, a big deal of being like, I will henceforth be known instead of right. Galinda as, as Galinda. And it's so, f- and, like, the, it's just a whole pause where everyone's like, good for you man <laughs> sure well the whole point is to like impress fear because here's the thing what we start to see is that fiero who danced through life and doesn't have a care is impressed with Elphaba and the yeah. way she's standing up for a cause yeah he's and more he, compelled to he's he's her. sure in which glinda's no dummy she can see that he likes that so she in her effort to like also stand up for a cause and then very indicative of her character it's just superficial yeah there's no like depth to it and so he is like, yeah, whatever. Uh, Fiero barely notices and says goodbye to Elphaba. Uh, Elphaba invites Glinda to the Emerald City with her one short day. Ugh, I do like that song. Here's the thing. Every time you say a name of a song, I'm like, hey, that's a great song. Sure, they're hey, all that's good. a great song. I, I think I could sing them all from memory. Uh, Elphaba and Glinda meet the Wizard of Oz, who is not as scary as they thought, a sentimental man. He promises Elphaba to grant her request if she proves herself. Uh, Madame Morble appears as the wizard's new press secretary. She gives Elphaba a book of spells, the Grimmery, which only the magically gifted can read. Elphaba is asked to perform a levitation spell on the wizard's monkey servant, Chistery, but it makes Chistery very painfully sprout wings. She discovers that the wizard is behind the suppression of the animals and that he is a fraud who only creates a bunch of lies so that he can continue on power. Sure, which we, that maybe lines up in which we kind of learn that in the, like, Wizard of Oz. He's like a fraud. Yeah, so she, I mean, she discovers, and that is interesting because then you go back to the Wizard of Oz and you're like, oh, that's why he is, like, turning everyone against her. Right. Because she's discovered his secret first. Which kind of happens here in which she flees the wizard's chamber and Morble warns all of Oz that Elphaba is a wicked witch. Yeah. Sure, in a way where, oh, the monkey sprouting wings scene is, like, painful and sad. It is sad and painful. Uh, Where you're just like, whoa. Um, sure, it'll start to get dark. After, uh, after she refuses to, sure, after she refuses Glinda's advice to go back and apologize. So, you know, Glinda's reaction is like, you've made waves, you have to stop, go back, apologize, it will be okay. Like, you don't want this. You don't want this. Um, Alphabet decides to go off and do what's right for her. She repeats the effect of the levitation spell on a broom and flies away from the Emerald City, leaving Glinda behind. Bye! Singing Defying Gravity, and that closes the first act. she does. Sure. Defying Gravity is potentially the most well-known song from the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Many people have tried to sing it. You have some thoughts and feelings about it. sing it! <laughs> well, because some people here's the thing: we have a friend that is currently singing it yep. all the time and sounds great. So she is great. Uh, here's my thing with this show in general, and I was kind of thinking about like this is what we talked about at the end, but we're at intermission, so here we go. Yeah, um, and we've had some intermission thoughts recently. That's yeah. Fine. This is maybe this is what we do: we like stop and debrief. I I do like this show. I think the writing is really clever. I think the music is beautiful. Uh, and beautiful, maybe not the right word, but cool. Yeah, like powerful, yeah. fun. Yes. Um. I like it a lot. I choose very often not to listen to the Broadway recording because I hate it. Because sure. I hate Idina Menzel, you guys. Oh. I'm sorry. She's oh probably a nice person. I don't like listening to her voice, though. I think it's garbage. Uh, I'm so sorry if you're a fan. I, But not really because I don't care. I just, like, I don't like her voice. I think it sounds sure. bad. She did this song, this song, at the Tony Awards. Sure. That whatever year it was nominated. And it is painful to listen to it's sure. out of tune it's very obviously like oh she's like good. singing poorly like you can hear the strain in her voice there's no breath support it's everything about it's like when she's saying let it go but like worse, worse. i think because sure. it's a harder song it's, to sing. it's an Ugh. interesting thing because i have now heard this song sung by several like really good people yes uh in a way where when you are listening to sort of her version of it and you're like listening to it and you're like, okay. But then when you hear people sing it well, yeah. you're like, oh, oh, it's good. Oh, I see. Yeah. Sure, she is really like getting in there uh, in a way where I have now heard. We There were a couple concerts that came through um, Detroit where they sang with the DSO and it was like a night of Broadway or whatever. Yeah. And two different people sang Defying Gravity. And it's like, oh, it's meant to sound effortless. 
I see. Yes. Oh, it's different. And yes. to that effect, our French Wendy right now is singing it. Killing it. Four times a week. No, not, not that much. But um, it's good, though. And it's, it's, it's doing a good job. Sure. But it's like that. It's still in that same vein of like, oh, I see. When it fits, when someone can sing it, yeah. it's not like a strainy, like, whoa, what's Sad, happening difficult time. difficult time. Like, sure. it's not supposed to sound like it takes that much work. I just, yeah. So that's my thing is like, every time I know someone's going to sing it, I like sit like a little bit with like a clench to be like, oh God, is it going to well, be difficult? Sure, when it to? go, and also, man, if you can't hit that end stuff, Oof. you're like, whoa. Sure. I mean, we both have feelings about Adina Menzel. I'm I sure she's like a nice lady. I'm going to tell you, whatever her like most recent times have been, have been a struggle. And I don't know, like, girl, get get in there and find your place. Like, you as um, Maureen, great. You as... Um, okay. <laughs> sure. Well, I'm not just, as bad. I just don't like it. Uh, yeah, man, like... And also the crazy eyes, I can't get past. Like sure, she, you, you hate that. Yeah, I yeah, hate yeah. crazy eyes. Jeremy Jordan's got them on screen. But, like, he's not on stage. He doesn't have them. Yeah. But she does. Like, you watch that production, that uh, video of her singing Defying Gravity at the Tonys. It's crazy eyes central. She is crazy eyes. Crazy eyes when she sang Let It Go at the Oscars. It's crazy eyes when she was in the Rent movie. Like, it's... Sure. It's too much, man. Sure. Okay. Too much. I just can't... I do not like well, Idina Menzel. So, Guys, sorry. let us know what you feel about Idina Menzel. Please tell me. Maybe I'm full of crap and maybe she's brilliant and I just don't see it, but I, I don't... I don't get it. Sure. Her name is hard. Okay. Uh, we're gonna start <laughs> at up. We're sorry. Sure. Uh, the wickedly talented... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, he's got... He's got dyslexia, so, like, fine, but buddy, you should have practiced. Ooh, like, sure. Uh, here we go. Act two. Um... There has been a time, so there's been a time skip, so we jump ahead in time. A passage of time. Yep. Elphaba is now known as the Wicked Witch of the West, which is how we know her. Yes. Uh, the wizard has given Glinda the title Glinda the Good, uh, and a public status as the nation's defender against Elphaba, which is like, Wait a minute. F. I just had this thought. Okay. So, I just saw this meme uh, earlier, and this is, it's relevant, I promise. It's uh, like a picture of fucking Judy Garland as Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, right? Okay. And Glinda is like, are you a good witch or a bad witch? And she's like, uh, well, I'm not a witch at all. And there's some conversation where she's like, but you're so beautiful. And she's right. like, well, I'm a good witch and only good witches are beautiful. Right. And then it's like, well, why did you ask me if I was a bad witch then? What sure, the hell? Think I'm <laughs> sure, that's very funny. <laughs> Which I thought was like hilarious. And I'm like, sure. oh, hey. Sure, what a burn. What a burn. Um, oh, Poor Judy Garland. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, sure. Elphaba is now an outcast. Glinda is the protector against her. Fiero has become captain of the guard and tries to find Elphaba. He reluctantly agrees to marry Glinda, oh. which is, like, sad. In that way of, like, sure, it's the captain of the football team and the head cheerleader, like, getting For married. Sure. For sure. Uh, a press conference to celebrate their engagement is hijacked by the crowd's panicked rumors about Elphaba. One saying that by being so evil, pure water can melt her. Sure. In which, again, yes, I this is so, sure. so unclean. Here's the thing. This is when we start tying up loose ends, right? Yeah. So, like, this is where that idea of, oh, she can die by throwing water on her. Yeah. Well, like, in the book, I think she is actually, like, allergic to water or something. Sure. She bathes yes. with oil, doesn't no, she? No, there's, yes. Yeah. In the book, she, like, there's a whole section on the special oils that she uses. She yeah. has, an, she's allergic, but it doesn't kill her. Yeah. Um, but yes. Um, Glinda maintains a cheerful front for the press, but secretly regrets her decisions, thank goodness. Yes. Sure. In a sad way where she kind of, it's that, sure. And this is why I said, like, all these characters really do go on a journey where she has gotten everything she wants but recognizes that it's hollow because it's, Cause the it's not true. It's yeah. the cost of a friend. She knows Firo doesn't really love her. Like, yeah. it's like a sad time. Well, and I also, in this scene, it's pr- particularly prominent, but they, like, the whole show, they, like, invent new words, which I think is really fun. It's, like, yes. very Seuss-ite, like, theme kind yes. of, but, like, it's just, like, the new words that they come up with are, like, adorable, and I love it. Uh, Elphaba, sure. Elphaba visits Nessa Rose, now the governor of Munchkinland, after the death of their father, which is interesting. In Munchkinland, you just inherit... Um, the governorship. The governorship. There's no elections. There's no gubernatorial uh, race. Sure. Nessa has taken away the Munchkins' rights so that Bach can't leave her. So Nessa Rose oh, has Nessa. become a real a-hole. She's the Wicked Witch of the East, bro. Correct. Um, Elphaba tries to convince her to join her against the wizard, but Nessa is consumed by her problems. Sure. As yeah. you are. Like, what a mood. Am I right? Sure. Like, I mean, good for, you. good for you, girl. Oh, um, get it. Elphaba tries to help, uh, help by giving Nessa the power to walk by turning Nessa's jeweled shoes into the magic ruby slippers. What up? So hey, we, hey, we hey. check that off as sure. well. There it is. 
Uh, Nessa thinks Bach would love her now, but he sees this as proof that she no longer needs him, and he wants to tell Glinda of his love for her before she marries Vero. So, Bach, still in love with Glinda, still thinks he's in with a chance, which, oh boy. Shoot your shot, man, I guess. I know, shoot your shot. And essentially... Nessa, by not being confined to the wheelchair, he's like, great, you're good to go. I'm good to go. Bye-bye. Sure. A real sad time. Uh, And so, of course, uh, when he says this, Nessa takes the grimery to cast a spell to make Bach fall in love with her. She pronounces the words wrong and accidentally shrinks his heart. She cries to Elphaba so she can save him. Um, Oh, sure. In a way where she's like, I effed up. Help me. Help. Sure, and Alphaba so and prevents Nessa to live a life of loneliness. Uh, the Wicked Witch of the East. They sing that song, which is not a song on the recording. It is not, and I like. It's always nice when you're in the theater and it comes in. And you're people like, like that. Oh, sure. this is people a great like, Whoa. song. I really wish I could listen to it more. I agree. I do like original Nessa. I think she's great. I would love to hear that song on the recording because maybe I'd listen to it. If sure. I'm being uh, Elphaba works another spell to save his life, transforming him into a Tin Man. The Tin Man. Horrified Nessa blames Elphaba. So now we know the origin of the Tin Man, in which it is like. On stage, it's really cool because he, like, goes, what are you doing? Ah! And yeah. then he, like, reappears as the Tin Man. Yeah. Doesn't he go into, like, a... Isn't there a closet yeah. involved or something like Yeah. He, like, like fall, he goes into something where you you see him as, like, Munch, Munchkin Bach, and then he reappears and he's, like, full Tin Man. Yeah. It's very cool. Oh, it's so cool. Um, Elphaba returns to the... Oh, sure. And then this obviously creates the break where Nessa blames Elphaba, but really Elphaba's like, I'm just cleaning up your mess that you effed up. Yeah. So, okay, Bye. Um, I gotta go. Sure. Alphaba returns to the Emerald City to free the monkey servants and encounters the wizard. He admits that he is an ordinary man and offers to redeem Alphaba's reputation. Song wonderful. Even though she initially accepts his offer, when she discovers Dr. Dillamond, who lost the power of speech, Alphaba angrily accuses the wizard before he calls the guards to arrest her. Mm. Sure. It's a real... Here's the thing. In a real... They do this really well, too, where... Dr. Dillman in the beginning is in like clothes and he's like upright and he's like, yeah, it's got hello, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a professor. And then when you revisit him in this scene, it's, it's like, like heartbreaking. heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh my God, jinx. Mm, okay. Well, and like, uh, Joel Gray is the wizard yes. in the original production is yep. like, you, you think it's hard because you want to love him and then you're like, Joel oh, Gray. you're a piece of crap. Great. Sure. <laughs> sure Cause it's Joel Gray. It and you're like, he's oh, like, oh, he's so oh, little and you like put him in your pocket. And yeah. Like, and then he's like, also I'm evil as hell. Sure, so but then he's like I... a big <laughs> asshole. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So Fiero, uh, so the guards come to arrest her. Fiero helps Elphaba escape and leaves with her. Having witnessed the scene, a heartbroken Glinda tells the wizard and Morble that the only way to capture Elphaba is to make her believe her sister is in trouble. Ugh. And she sings, I'm not that girl reprise. Um, and it is like, here's the thing. This is what I like about this show. And this is maybe a credit to like McGuire's writing, but then just the adaption into the stage version in which you kind of understand Glinda in this moment and you do feel in a way where you don't feel bad for her the whole show. No. But you do now feel bad for her because you're like, sure, it's not her fault that he leaves or that he like led her on or whatever. And that is shitty. Yeah. And so you're like, oh man, I get why she's doing this. Like, shoot. And it like it all may, like from a person perspective, you're yeah. like, Damn, yeah, she is sad. Well, Damn, like, her you know. Moment of introspection. Correct. Too, it was like so heartbreaking to just like listen to like this. Uh, her her struggle. I think people don't always recognize Agreed. because it's, it's the comedic role, and yep. you know, yep. she's the popular one. When so. she's not supposed to have depth, and right. and then you realize she does. Yeah, and so you kind of have that moment. Uh, hidden away in a natural surrounding, Elphaba and Fiero express their love for each other. As long as you're mine. This is a real steamy, it's a steamy great duet. duet. I do love this duet. I've not, oh, it's beautiful. This is one that I haven't sung, but I've always really wanted to. Sure. It's really I nice. think it's a gorgeous song. And yeah. it's like, sure, they like, ooh, get into it. Um, Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sure, well, they do. Nice. Uh, their happiness is interrupted by a sudden change in the weather. Elphaba, can I wait? Can I circle back to As Long As You're Mine for a second? Sure. I don't know. Um, the last line of the song is a spoken line. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever fully heard someone like deliver it the way I understand it. Sure. The last spoken line is I'm feeling wicked. Yeah. It's, for the first time, I finally feel wicked. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I've not f- understood the motivation behind that line ever. 
And I don't know if that well, needs to be understood. I don't know if it's because you've like stolen someone's husband or because you finally feel like love or something else. Like, lust? you know what I mean? Like, are, are you, is it because sure. you're is about a, to bang? Like, I don't know. Co- is it a commentary <laughs> on like, you know, premarital sex? Like, I don't know. You know what sure. I mean? Like why, what is, what is it about this moment where you're with someone you she's love like, sure, that you feel she feels wicked? wicked? I just don't get it. Sure. That's a, listen, a very fair point. I don't understand. Um, and I, maybe I, and I've thought about it a lot because it's one of those things where, like, is Elphaba a dream role for me? I don't know. But would I like to do it if I could swing it? Maybe. How do you deliver that line? Do you I think, don't know. Do you think the Wicked piece maybe is it's the first time she's kind of done something selfish? Oh, like for herself. You yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like, everything else has been done in the service. Like, she served she's her sister. She's tried to be there She's for tried else. to, like, do these other – she's trying to help these other people. And this is the first time – that she is like, I did something for me. Yeah. I did something for me and me alone. So like the selfishness is the wicked part. Maybe. Maybe. I don't even know. If, I don't know if I even think that that's like selfish as much as it's just like I've done this. Like I'm making a choice for just me and I'm right. putting myself first. Right. Which I don't know if I would. Maybe it is. I don't know if I classify it as selfish, but that's, um, yeah, that's an interesting sure. idea. Maybe she sees it as selfish. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. The interesting thing about selfishness is, I don't know. I To me, there's a balance about it where... Put yourself first, yes, mm-hmm. but you can. It's not mutually exclusive to like putting other people ahead. Of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes it is, but I think there's people who do it well. There's a balance. Yeah, where you're not just like I have to only think of me. Goodbye. It's like sure, I'm thinking of me, but how can we both? I go back to you. How can we both win? Yeah, that's the key. Um, in which this case, like I said, it's the first time that she's been like, I'm gonna take something for me. I'm yeah, taking Fiero. Well, she probably Hey-o. sees it as selfish because she has not made that choice before. And Correct. She's like, oh my goodness. Uh, anyway. Okay. So treat yourself guys. Sure. To, to that uh, good Fiero love. All right. Sure. Here so we go. They get it on. Hey. Uh, the weather changes. Proud of her. Elphaba and Glinda reunite at the spot where Nessa has just been crushed by a house with a, by a girl named Dorothy inside. So again, we're wrapping it Here up where are. the house has come. It's Nessa's landed on dead. Nessa Rose. She dead. Um, after a fight. Also, I guess we should back up, which in the fight where, like Elphaba changes Bach into the Tin Man. Mm-hmm. There is a change where Nessa Rose becomes evil. Like yeah. she, there's like a moment where you can, they like, like acknowledge where she is the Wicked Witch of the East. Yeah. Like it, you get it. Um, meanwhile, oh sorry. So uh, <laughs> sure, I skipped a little. My bad. Meanwhile, uh, sure. Um, so Dorothy has just crushed Nessa after a fight between the two witches. The wizards guards arrive. Fiero holds Glinda hostage as Elphaba flees. So he really has turned on her. Okay. Uh, Glinda pleads for the guards not to harm him as she knows he wouldn't really harm her, but they do escort Fiero to a nearby cornfield. At mm-hmm. Kiamoko. What? No, I don't know. The Kiamoko. Elphaba right. casts a spell to save Fiero, but is crestfallen by the limitations of her power. And there is, uh, as there is no evidence of Fiero being alive, she finally accepts her reputation as a wicked witch. And she's saying that's uh, no, no good, good deed. deed. Yeah, yeah, I do really like that song. Also, that is like maybe my favorite song in the show. Yeah, because uh, it's like it's it's just a culmination of like all. Her, she's like it's like her panic attack, like musically. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so, and now I can't save the love of my life. Like correct. Damn it. Yeah, uh, it's so, so good. And you can feel you can just feel the panic. It's like the writing I think is really good in the song. I agree. Uh, meanwhile, the citizens of Oz, led by Bach, the Tin Man, set off to destroy Alphaba. Glinda realizes that Madame Morble is responsible for Nessa's death and, the, and that the situation and rumors have already gone too far. Sure, so Morble really is the biggest villain maybe in the show in a way where she orchestrates all of sort of the turn on Elphaba. She kind of does all these things. How does she, how does she, she's the one who like summoned Dorothy. I think she's summoned the house. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember that part, but I'm sure it's there. Uh, sure. Elphaba captured. So sorry. Um, uh, but when she (laughs) confronts her, so sure. Uh, the situation and rumors have gone too far. Glinda confronts, uh, Morble and tells her there's also, but sorry. (laughs) <laughs> but when she when Glinda confronts Madame Morble, yeah. Morble tells her there's also blood on her hands and advises her to smile and wave as the citizens set out for Kiyamoko, uh, March of the Witch Hunters. Yikes. So in that way where Morble manipulates Glinda by going, oh, you, you want to lose everything you have? Then by all means, girl, get me. Yeah. And Glinda can't. She just can't. Yep. Um, Alphaba captures Dorothy, refusing to release her until she relinquishes Nessa's slippers, the only thing left of her deceased sister. So in that way, sure, it's like that thing where you we've le- we paint it as you know Dorothy takes the slippers and blah blah blah, and really all Alphaba wants is the last remaining piece of her sister, her dead sister. Yeah, which I mean, again, that comes through in the original movie, mm-hmm. and like 
Fair. Sure. Um, Glinda arrives to warn Elphaba of the danger and begs her to free Dorothy. Elphaba refuses until she receives a letter concerning Fiero. She decides to surrender, and the two women forgive each other of all their allowances. Elphaba gives the groomery to Glinda, and they embrace one final time before saying goodbye forever, realizing how much they've changed because they knew each other. Ugh. For good. That is the song. Here's the thing. Love, beautiful song. That's a song I've sung more than anything else well, in this show. But I'm going to tell you oh in a God. way where if you are looking for a good duet with two women, yeah. it's a great song. It's a good song. I've sung it, like, in high school, I had to sing it, like, every time one of my friends graduated. Like, we'd do it for, like, the choir cabaret. And it was like, oh, my God, I love you. I have done it once where I actually cried a lot. Sure. Um, and it was like my voice teacher was, like, moving away and, like, leaving this one company we were working with. And that was, like, a big deal. But it's I've done it a lot. I will say I do like at the beginning of this scene when Alphaba and Glinda, like, meet for the first time in a long time. Yeah. And she just goes... I was like, well, we can't all travel by bubble. Sure, it's a, <laughs> I love that no, line It's so like much. a very funny time where she just shades her so hard. Oh, so good. Uh, no, in a way where it's the fun part about this show and, you know, kind of with the time jump a little bit, but you do see these women as adolescents in like a college or a school setting. Yeah. And then you see them in the real world as like grown women who have to interact with each other and who... You know, the simplicity of, like, am I popular in school yeah. has now... It's fallen away. Yeah, is gone. And now it's these higher stake moments that they have to, like, work on with each other. And I think that's so interesting um, in which I said, you know, it, it's not as simple as, like, well, I like you and we're friends and whatever. There's all this other stuff that goes with it. Well, like, the duality of the relationship is, like, they are, like, almost foils of each other. Correct. In a lot of ways. And I think that well, that's really important to, like, notice. Glinda kind of got the life that Elphaba wanted, where she's working with the wizard. She's, like, this, ba like, beacon of whatever. Um, so it's interesting. And when they sing this song, I think the song is really poignant in a way where it just recognizes that people will change you and how how people in your life change you but that you can't always stay in each other's lives and some what the line where some people are only meant to be there for a minute and things like that mm -hmm. yeah. um so I, it, it, you know i think it's it's a good moment it is for sure the 11 o'clock number which i think is so fun that it's these two women singing it well and it's it's a muted 11 o'clock because it's not like a big powerhouse no. melty time it is it's chill. emotionally resonating yeah um, sure. Okay. That's nice. As the mob arrives, Elphaba forces Glinda to hide. So this is that thing, too, where the mob comes, and we know that from the, the original story. Yeah. But it's still Elphaba helping Glinda by being like, I'm taking one for the team. You, girl, go hide. Get out of here. Don't, yeah. work, don't get caught up in this. Yep. Um, so she tells her to hide, and, she, and so then Glinda witnesses the attack from the shadows as Dorothy throws a bucket of water on Elphaba, melting her. The only remains of her are her pointy hat and the green elixir that her mother drank. Word. Cut to. Back at the Emerald City. Glinda confronts the wizard with Elphaba's bottle, which he recognizes as his own. Oh, damn. Bum, 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 what? Plot twist. Uh, he was Elphaba's biological father and the cause of her green skin. Ugh. Glinda banishes the wizard from Oz and throws Morbel into prison for murdering Nessa Rose. Meanwhile, Dorothy's friend Fiero. Wait a minute. And she banishes him by putting him in the hot air balloon. The balloon. And like, bye. Correct. Yeah, I love that. And I that's love that, that plot twist. That's the tie up, Ugh, right? Of her being so like, you good. gotta go. I, I just love it. Sure. Um, meanwhile, Dorothy's friend Fiero, who is now the scarecrow, because yep. when he gets strung up, he gets strung up in a cornfield, and yeah. we kind of see it and you hear the crows. And well, I stuff. think part of it is like they take him to the cornfield, and I think they're going to kill him. Right. And so she's like, "How do, how I, do save I save him? him? Make yep. him unkillable by like making him straw." Correct. And so he, but like that's how like that's, that's how, just how he how becomes the spell falls yep. together, and so then he becomes the, the scarecrow. So that's the other loose end title. But like, it also is kind of fun to watch. The Wizard of Oz with that perspective that, like, is the Scarecrow in love with the Wicked Bitch of the West? Sure. You know I mean? like, Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> that's no, a fun thing. For sure. Yeah. Um, so the Scarecrow comes to the spot where Elphaba has melted. He knocks on the floor. Elphaba steps out from a trap door, apparently having faked her death, and they embrace. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, every time I've seen this show in which the audience is a mix of people who have seen it, I think, and then people who have not. Yeah. Uh, the gasps. <laughs> Uh, the last time I saw it was in Detroit, and there was, like, I think a school group maybe bust in to see it, and it was, like, youth, 
and they went oh no you didn't like it was like a lot of that reaction and i like died like oh girl no way like it was like a lot of that it was very funny that's so Um, fun but they because it was such a pure reaction of like what it was great so oh that's so nice because like this show is so old old. yes so like if you don't know the ending like what an exciting time that you've been sheltered from that spoiler for like 20 years. Correct. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But like, I love the audience reaction because you're not expecting it because we know her to be dead. And also, Fiero, what is happening? So, um, she, he, it's fun because he like scarecrows around and then knocks on the floor and literally it's a trap door and she pops up in it. Yeah. She's like, um, Hello. sure. They embrace. She regrets that she will never see Glinda again. Okay. Back outside the wizard's palace, Glinda promises the people of Oz that she will earn her title as Glinda the Good as the people celebrate and Glinda mourns quietly. Elfa, Ba, and Fiero leave Oz in the finale. The end. The end. Do they, this this synopsis doesn't talk at all about, and it's not really important to the plot, but it's just a cool visual thing. Like the time dragon, like clock thing. Correct. That's just so freaking cool. It's like the first thing you see and it's like moving around and there's monkeys like flying all over it. This is like a hard show. It really is a special show to see visually. Like, and to see, I mean, you got to see it at least once because the visuals and the way the plot is constructed and like, it's so clever. Correct. And so it's, the spectacle is amazing. The shame of it right now for me is like, if I had the opportunity to go see it, I don't know if I would. Sure. Because I've, I've seen it several times. Yeah. And I don't want to spend that money. I'd rather spend the money on something else. Sure. But it is it is cool to see. And especially if you get a real good Alphaba, real yeah. good Glinda. I'm going to tell you, when it came through Detroit, we had good Glinda, good Alphaba. And which, what's fun about those parts now, because they have existed so long, is that a lot of the stuff I've seen, like, they make it their own. Oh, so, like, the so Glinda, like, amps up something else. And the it's war not... cry at the Correct. end of Defying Gravity. Yep. Sometimes I'll just, like, go on YouTube and watch, like, cuts of different alphabas and their war cries at the end sure. where they're like ah and sure. it's like different and they always do different stuff and it's like so interesting to Absolutely. me so um i love it i'm gonna tell you uh so obviously the original broadway cast is still i think probably the best known yeah in which it did catapult like an i like who knew idina menzel really before that uh chris kristen chenoweth yeah this is like still one of her most iconic roles i think in that terms and, of like, sally brown and sally brown <laughs> yeah. absolutely uh norbert leo butts as you said what originated fiero joel gray uh, was the Wizard of Oz. Sure. Um, and then Christopher Fitzgerald, our guy, uh, Bach. But the first U.S. tour, and this is very interesting, is Stephanie J. Block was in the first U.S. Yes. tour as Alphaba. Well, and um, she was in the original, and I think she had, like, just, she's on the recording as, like, a soloist. Yes. And it's it's a, it's kind of a throwaway solo. No yep. one minds the wicked! Right. It's, like, one of those. Yep. And she, uh, and then she, like, got promoted, I guess, yeah. within the company. Well, and it's an and interesting thing it. where, like, her we didn't kind of know who she was you know like you know whatever um it also had a long ass run in chicago that's where i first saw it was chicago and i think i've told this story before but i will tell it because we're talking about wicked Mm -hmm. uh i went oh oh i know (laughs) i went and saw uh wicked my with my one of my friends from college and we it was like I, she had bought me something, but I, it was like, I was still a junior in college when, cause PS, that's like when I was on. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, but we went and saw it and I bought tickets and it was that thing where we were going out to dinner first and we were in Chicago and it was like fancy and, um, <laughs> she like got dressed and it was that thing where we were like, we're just like, yeah, get dressed and whatever. And so she put on like a black, like little black dress and then put on like a wrap, like a, like a, just a wrap to go with us. It was early 2000s. So don't come for sure, us. We all wore those. Sure. Um, I'll wear it now. Sure. sure we go out way. though and we're have dinner and we show up to the, to the theater and she goes, I'm, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I was like, sure, sure, sure. So I'm waiting. And as I'm looking around, I'm like, okay, the iconic colors of the show are black and that like bright green and pink. Uh, and pink. So, but, like, the poster is the black and the green. Yeah. So, I'm looking around, and there's, like, a lot of people kind of sporting those colors. And I realize my friend has chosen a black dress with, like, a green, like, wrap. <laughs> and it's the exact green of the show. She and I was like, for the oh, no. Oh, no. And she came up the stairs, like, from the bathroom, and we made eye contact. And I realized we realized it at, like, a similar, like, we had a similar <laughs> epiphany, like, separately, where I, she walked up and I go, you're dressed like a super fan. She goes, I know. I realized it when I was in the bathroom. And she goes, oh, no. And I was like, sure, I can't sit with you. This is too embarrassing. And obviously, I was kidding. But 
so we went to that show in which my friend dressed like a wicked super fan. Oh my god! Look uh, you go. And so that's what I always think of. But I saw it in Chicago first, and then I've seen it on tour a couple times. Um, but it had a good run in Chicago for like a long time, in which Anna Gasteyer was yes. Alphaba. Yes, she was. Okay, and Anna Gasteyer also. Uh, here's the thing. Spoiler alert. Kind of was on the Masked Singer. Yeah, and that was like one of her clues, and that oh, was, that sure. was how I knew who she was. And the panel was like, the fuck. Sure. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She well, played Alphabet, which has, is like what a time. Sure, I love. She has a fun like in a way where you would not expect it. But if you go back and watch like old Saturday Night Live, she's got a great voice. She's a beautiful. Voice. Um. Idina Menzel would go on to originate Alphaba uh, on the West End when it opened in 2006. Well, um, no, there was you. an original. It also played in Los Angeles for a long time, in oh. which notably Megan Hilty was oh, uh, was Glinda. Yeah, um, I've seen I've seen bootlegs of her playing Glinda, sure. and it's good. She's very good. It is. It has. It's like bananas how this is like still going. Yeah. Um, some notable replacements Here for Alphaba. We go. Here we go. Soshana Bean, Anna yep. Gasteyer, Stephanie J. Block, Marcy Dodd, um, sure, okay. Lindsay Mendez. Oh. It, the list goes on and on and on. Cassie, Cassie Levy, um, Desi Oakley. Uh, Can I tell you what I would really like to see? And sure. it's probably not going to happen because they're making this movie. Sure. But I want to see, you know how they do the Hollywood Bowl where it's like super famous people? Correct. I want that. I want like a really good, strong, like Beyonce sure. playing Alphabet or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay, sure. You know it'd be great. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I want I want uh, like a, an all-star cast of like just people who are like surprise super famous and super talented. That sing it? Uh, that sing it. Because I just think that would be very interesting to watch. Sure, where like Alphabet's like J-Hud. Yeah, Alphaba sure. is J- yes J Hud. Um, I'm like, oh, let's just cast that right now. Like, okay, okay, Alphaba sure. is Jennifer Hudson. No, I'm not gonna do this. You don't want to uh, do this? No, no, no. Fine, uh, we'll do it later. Glinda, uh, some notable Glinda replacements: Megan Hilty, Annalie Ashford. Um, ooh, not as many. Uh, Laura Bell Bundy. Oh, I didn't know she played Glinda. Sure, sure, sure. Some Fierro notable. Oh placements. my god, these are my favorite. Sure, I, Tay, a lot of my favorite people. Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs. <laughs> sure, one of my favorite people. Sure. Wait a minute. Was that while they were married? No, surely not. No? No, When were they not. married? I don't even no, know. No, they got divorced early. Okay, never mind. Uh, Joey McIntyre of New Kids on the Block great. fame, which I love. Love that for Aaron Tveit, my favorite. who probably a great My hero. Broadway no, husband, great. I love Y'all, him go, so much. there's some clips online. You can Ugh, find them. So um, Andy Carl, Kyle Dean Massey, um, Justin Gorini. Oh. Of American Idol Okay. Fame. Well, Kyle Dean Massey's from the Disney sure. Channel. <laughs> Ashley... No, different Kyle Dean Massey. No? Different guy? Sure, different guy. Okay, just kidding. He's not from the Disney Channel. He's not. Forget. You're thinking of, I think, Kyle Massey. Yeah, I am. Sure. Um, yeah. Sure, the image I just had of sure, Kyle Massey from the Disney not Channel. Not African-American. Um, okay, great. Sure, just, Justin Guarini of American Idol fame. Ashley Fabulous. Parker Angel. Oh. Of, like, the fake boy band from the MTV yeah, 2000s. Yeah, Uh Ryan McCartan. Okay. Um. Sure, some notable... Wait a minute. Uh, Are you forgetting the best? Mr. Adam uh, Lambert? Sure, he's not on this list. He's not on that list? No. Oh, I have Are watched gonna, that on sure, the Sure, would you like to update Wick- Wicked? No, the Wicked Wikipedia page? Because uh, I don't know when it was, but sure. I know he played Fear, and he did it before he was on American Idol. Sure. And, uh... Sure, potentially not on Broadway. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but I I know he did that, and it was uh, the videos of him doing uh, sure. as long as your minors. Uh, this will tell you how long this has existed as well. In which some notable uh, Wizard of Oz, Ben Vereen, um, Tom McGowan, Fred Applegate, but Madame Morble, Rue McClanahan. Oh, oh. So if you guys don't know who Rue McClanahan is, sure, the Golden Girls. Sure, she's from the, <laughs> she plays Blanche from the Golden Girls. Yeah, yeah. sure, R.I.P. That's adorable. um, yeah. I mean, just a number of people have come through and played these parts and it's like it is it is ongoing it's just like it's been going forever uh and it's really something to think about where it's also been produced in a thousand different places um it's still going on broadway it just reopened in chicago i think Mm -hmm. it may be this month or next month um it, it for, and it's staying in chicago for like a four or five month run nice. like it is it's just one of those things where this show is like a juggernaut and has survived the test of time and will continue i think i don't see it it's yeah. still selling out on broadway the tickets are still expensive af yeah. like i don't see it slowing down no i don't one of the things i love about it too is like i always come at it from like a you know my graduate research lens where i'm like sure. oh my god strong female leads plural great correct let's do correct. more of that it passes all the Bechdel tests. I'm sure if I tried to code it via the New Earth test that I wrote, sure. like wrote for my grad school class, it would also do like super well. Um, yeah, I just like I'm on board, man. Um, 
of course, uh, it's gotten a billion awards and things like that. Um, sure, I cannot find it right now because where's the tab that says awards? Apparently, this Wikipedia <laughs> page doesn't have one. Which it's is a lot of awards. The end. Sure, yeah. shocking. Oh, Drama Desk Award for Outstanding Musical. Yeah. Sure. I'm not, sure, this doesn't even say. Did it not win any? Surely it won some other stuff. Um, but it's it's now also for those of you who don't know, um, being made into a movie, a film starring Cynthia Revo as. Alphaba, which I kind of love. I do. I think that's Speaking perfect. of, like, Jihad playing Alphaba. I know. Like, Cynthia... Ugh, sure. Everything, she got a, everything about a gorgeous, it. gorgeous Great. voice. Yeah, her voice is beautiful. Um, Ariana Grande playing Glinda. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about that. Sure, me too. Um, I know that her roots are Broadway, mm-hmm. but she has not been there for a very long time. Well, I don't know if she's what I think of when I think of Glinda. No, but, I mean... No. <laughs> I agree no. with you. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I reserve. I, I she has Broadway roots, so I feel good about it. Sure. Um, but I I don't I don't have high expectations for her as sure. Linda. I'm gonna tell you my expectations for the show plummet for the movie plummeted when it was uh released. It will be two parts. The oh, movie well. will be two movies. Here's what I'm gonna Not tell unnecessary. you: unnecessary, unwildly unnecessary, Ugh. in a way where. Part of the economy of the show being two and a half hours is it tells everything and it's perfect. Yeah. It doesn't need to be longer than that. Well, the momentum is going to get lost. Oh, it's not going to be good. It's going to be bad. And I'm going to tell you, too, I don't need to hear new songs. Like, no. you don't, I don't need a show with new songs. Just, Are they writing new songs for it? They I just be. assume no, based on do. it's like four, going to be four hours long. Well, they always do because then they can nominate them for Oscars. Uh, but uh, every time they correct. write a new song for a musical, it's, it's garbage. Not good. Like the one they wrote for Lamez is so stupid. <laughs> sure. <I> Sorry. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what in the world? Listen, I don't disagree. Uh, so, yeah, I think, like I said, this is like one of those enduring shows that you just are like, whoa, what in the world? Um, and it's it's just good. It's just good. I think the yeah. music from start to finish, I think the score is good. Um, I, I'm here for it. I agree with you that Idina Menzel <sighs> is not my favorite Alphaba. No. Like, she's probably I, my least favorite I Alphaba. I would potentially rather hear Stephanie J. Block or like a yeah. Sushana Bean. Any one of them. Cynthia well, Arrivo. I, the tour. Okay. So I went on a weird deep dive after I saw one of the more recent tours. Okay. And the girl that I saw as Alphaba was so good. I don't even know. And I say more recent. Like sure. within the last 10 years probably. Okay. I don't know. The girl I saw as Alphaba was so good and she was from Michigan. Oh, And so I, I did that. like a funny little deep dive into her social media because I was just like, what are you about? Like she went to U of M. Okay. And oh, sure. then she got engaged like while she was playing Alphaba. And so she posted this adorable picture of her green hand with her but engagement. Then, Oh, that is cute. And it was so sweet, but all of her U of M friends were like, are you, I'm sorry, are your wedding colors going to be any green at all? And she was like, I don't know, I'm going to really struggling on this one, because, <laughs> like, she went to U of M, right? Like, sure, when she's like, <laughs> where they, U of M colors are maize and blue. Sure, you can't have any green. You can't have green, because, like, their rival in-state is MSU, which, is, yep. which is green and white. For my friends that don't know it, for our sure. listeners who don't like, know anything about Michigan sure, colleges. <laughs> sure. But um, I just found that to be, like, absolutely adorable, like, as a U of M grad to now have sure. to be painted green like I found, eight times a week. Sure. I found the award section. Thank oh, God. I was is. like, Jesus. So, um, it did win the Tony. Sure. Freaking Idina Menzel won the Tony for it, which Hate I that. forgot. Hate it. Well, she, this, no, thank it you. sucks because, um, Chenoweth and her were nominated for best actress. So they were up against each Should've other. Given it to Chenoweth. Sure. Great. Um, so she got best actress, 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 <laughs> And then it also won the Tony for Best Scenic Design and Best Costume Design, which I would agree with. Yeah, yeah. Um, 100% those two for sure. But notably, lost Best Book, Original Score, and ultimately Best Musical Yikes. to Avenue Q. What? Sure. Get the F out of town. I'll tell you what, the Avenue 2004 Q. Tonys were some kind of crazy-ass time, I guess. What the world? Well, here's the thing. I love Avenue Shook. Q. Yeah. But I don't know if it's a better book, better musical, better score. I don't, yeah, that's very interesting. Isn't that bananas? I mean, score? Absolutely not. What? I. Oh my god, Lauren's I'm like, malfunctioning. I'm like glitching out. Like, I can't Lauren even. Lauren is malfunctioning. Where are we right now? Um, oh, 2004. Who are you? Sure. Uh, wow. Sure. I don't know if I knew that. That's and I agree. Show. That is crazy. <laughs> Here's the thing. We both love Avenue Q, I think. It's like a fun show. We'll do it on this show one day. Sure. But like, I've done it. It's you've fun. been in it, but like, is it better than. <laughs> no! 
I mean, for, no disrespect. To I, I think at the, maybe at the time that it debuted, the shock of the funniness of it. Sure. And the puppets and, and whatnot. Yeah. The cleverness of the puppets. Yeah. But there's absolutely no way. That, like, the scenic... Oh, no, no. Scenic design did beat them. Right. There's no, no way... The that, sc- best, best score, score, best book. It's just so... Best musical. It's, like, a... Sp- it's it's literally a Sesame Street spoof. So, like, it's all very, like, little kid-sounding shit. How? How? How did, like, Defying Gravity alone not beat... Yeah, man. It's what? crazy. I'm shook. Anyway. <laughs> sure. What a fun time. What? Anyhow. Uh, so, yeah. So, friends, that is Wicked. Christopher Fitzgerald obviously played Bach, and that... That part. The interesting thing I think about the show is that there are tons of places in it where um, all the characters are re- get really well developed and just go on a little journey. And I love that. Yeah, the character um, development is excellent. I love the music of it. You know, I think it's it's one of those shows that it does stand up 20 years later. I still would listen to it. It's not my first soundtrack I'm going to throw on. No, because the Demon's all there. Correct. Um, but... Uh, is it a show that I think is still fun to go see and, uh, you know, all those things? Absolutely. Yeah. I like to hear, I like to hear people sing it. Um, and I like to go see it. Yeah. I don't like to listen to the original soundtrack because it's a little stale for me at this point. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like to, I like to hear different takes on the music because it is something that's so familiar to me at this Mm -hmm. point. Um, it's hard because I I'm not gonna spend the money to go see it again. Sure. Really, unless it, I like win a ticket or something, sure. or someone buys me a sure. ticket. Sure, love that for you. Um, but it is. I mean, it is a really good. It's a good show. Uh, Here's what I will say. Yeah, I would like instead of, and this is something we've talked about with other shows. Instead of a like two freaking movies, just do a pro shot and make it available oh, to us. Like I agree. Love of goodness. Here's the thing. That's more, yes. Like, just do a pro oh shot God. in which I'm going to tell you. So in an interesting way, in which the pandemic has like propelled this ahead, I think a little bit. Yeah. Um. And like now you have things like Broadway HD and like they're pro shooting more stuff. They just got done pro shooting Waitress, which I'm so excited Ooh, about. Great. Sure. Love um, that. It just pro. I agree. The stage version is great, it's excellent, and I don't need to see a film adaptation of it because no. here's the thing: it's gonna be fine. But the same way that I like was irate about West Side Story getting redone, in which they killed the essence of so many pieces of that show yeah. to make it cinematic. I don't need it. I just don't need it. No, it's it's there. And even here's what I would say about a pro shot too. The energy exchange between the actors and the audience yes. being in the same room, even on screen, like even when you have a recording of that energy right. exchange, oh, it's there though. It makes it a more meaningful experience for the audience sitting on their couch. I agree. Like perfect example, pro shot into the woods. Yes, it's like my favorite thing to watch ever. Yeah, and part of it is because of the way the audience reacts and the way the actors have to like interact with the audience. It's um, just good. It is a weird <sighs> time. Because here's the thing. These shows are built to have audience energy. They're built to have applause. They're built to have laughs. And so when you take that and you put it in a movie and you remove all those things, it's weird. It becomes weird where you're like, oh, no, okay, that's what a clap there, but no. And it That's just, a big it moment where everyone applauds for Alphabo when she walks on stage. I'm the woos of her coming back out of that trap door and everyone loses their mind. Yeah. Like, there is an energy, I agree with you, there is an energy to it that cannot be replicated in movie form. Um... And you just, you want, you know, you want those moments. That's that's what is so cool about live theater. So. I agree. Uh, okay. Let's say, uh, let's do on a scale of um, zero shots of the green elixir Ooh, and eight shots. shots of the green elixir, what would you give it? Seven. Okay. Because I like the show and I like everything about the show. Like, I, for the reasons I mentioned before, the soundtrack is stale to me. I hate Idina Menzel. Fight me. Um, and I just, you know, it's, I've seen it a lot of times, so it's, like, overdone to me. Like, generally, because it's such a powerhouse of a show. But I think, like, when you get into it, like we were talking about today, like, I man, everything about the show is great. That's yep. why it sells so well. Yep. Um, but I, I hate Idina Menzel. I'm sorry. So I'm taking one shot. Notice us, Idina Menzel. No, please don't. I don't, I don't want her to be like, wow, this podcast. I don't want to, like, I don't want that. Just... I'm fine without Idina Menzel knowing, knowing who I am. Sure. Here's the thing. She's probably like a, she's a nice, talented lady. I'm sure she's I, a I nice person. I just don't like her voice. It's just, sure. I listen. I agree. So, okay. That's the feelings of the pod. So seven uh, shots. Uh, I give it like a six and a half. I would do like six and then I like spit out a little bit of the seventh one. Okay. Um, Maybe we split the seventh one. I'll go six and a half too. Great. Yeah, perfect. That's perfect. Love that. Um, 
just in a way where I think it's such a, like I said, from a, sure, as always, also, listeners, if you know me, you know I come from music and I come from a technical place. It's a cool show to watch. Technically, they do a lot of cool tricks. She does come in on that metal bubble. There's a lot of really neat things, I think, that happen. The end of Act 1 where she flies. Correct. Oh, so good. She goes up on the thing. It's, from from that standpoint, I think there's a lot of cool things that happen. Um, I think the music is great. And I do, I think from a plot point, because here's the thing. Because the source material was so good, mm-hmm. I think they had a lot to play with. And so you look at the characters are just because here's the thing. Usually in a musical, you don't get character arcs. You get like the lead, maybe like realizing something or she falls in love and blah, 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 mm-hmm. whatever. But mm-hmm. it's not they're pretty superficial. Right. Yeah. And this show, I think, really does, again, I think because the source material, but this show, they really do a good job of the characters, like, growing. And, but the way they tie it, too, where, like, oh, Fiero is empty-headed and doesn't have a brain. Oh, he's the scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. Bach doesn't have a heart. And, like, that part of it, to me, is so cool that they were able, and that's Gregory Maguire, yeah. but that that all ties in and just the way that you go, oh, Ooh, oh. Did we ever talk about the lion? Because I don't think he comes back, no, but he, he does. No, it wasn't in the thing, but yeah. Yeah, he's the, when she like lets the lion go in the class or whatever it is yeah. in the beginning, in the first act, he comes back and he's the cowardly lion. Yes. But he does have a moment in one of the scenes in act two, in two yeah. where he's like, well, because of her, now I am afraid of things or something. Right. And it's like a very, it's like she, he's part of the way he's that. He's part he, of the mob that yeah. like turns against her. And it's really interesting also. So, so sure they tie um, up every loose end oh, so from good. the book it's very cool can um, we just technically talk for a second about sure. the way she flies in at in defying gravity sure because i was talking with my uh, my friend my sister somebody about that and they were like man it must be so hard to sing that in a harness and i was like it's not a harness no uh i watched a lot of these i don't know sure, why i went on not. a deep dive one day sure maybe it was kids i don't know but they, she for sure is just standing on a platform that and rises like, it rises and all this fabric is coming right. down and the lights and the smoke is just so good but I was thinking the same thing. I was like, absolutely not. You cannot be singing that in a harness. Oh, so, no, no, no. Like, uh, no. Oh, it's so good. In which that surely was part of like early production where they were like, well, let's put a harness on you. And the uh, she was like, and she oh, was like, no, uh, could never. Hard pass. Correct. Um, no, that's what I said. From a technical standpoint, the way that the the show works is really cool. So cool. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, guys, if you get a chance, go. See, if you've never seen it, go see it. Like, I, I, it's one of those ones I would recommend seeing in person. A lot of what we talked about today is like the nuances. Lot like you really do need to see it. Yeah, well, um, it's like a staple of like if you're unfamiliar. People ask like kids ask me all the time like, what show should I see just to get myself into like knowing musical theater? That's like, a great one. Wicked is a place to yeah. start. Like, Phantom, well, and Wicked, it's, the big I was gonna ones. say. Uh, uh, Wicked and even more so because it takes a known like story. story property that isn't like a Broadway, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, where it's like, Oh, men kicking in tights and like, whatever. It's not that. Not that it's, we don't love that. But sure. Like, here's what I'm going to tell you. Sure. Give me that any day. But I'm just saying in a like mainstream way, it's a pretty easy step from mainstream into Broadway yeah. because the story isn't like overly dramatic. It's characters, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. It was like Phantom or like Les Mis. You're like, I'm sorry. It's two and a half hours of all singing. <laughs> oh, and I don't—I uh, don't have any context for correct. This. And Great. like I'm in. Let's a go. man in a mask, like going yeah. after a sixteen-year-old. Oh, I'm okay. No, it's sure. a good gateway musical. It is a good gateway musical. Um, all right. Well, I think we've done it. Uh, guys, done it. follow us on our socials at Downstage Left PC. You can email us. You can go on our website. Give us a rating if you like this. Please rate us. Yeah. Oh that. my god, we're so desperate. Please, please give well, us a rating. No, no, no. no here's the thing. A... It helps. I've been told it helps. It does help. And uh, it would just be nice to have more than two ratings that are just us. So. Sure. Uh, do that. And, guys, we're, you know, anything you want to hear, we're, we kind of have a little bit of formula, but we've been stepping outside of it to good uh, results. So if you have something that you're, like, dying to hear us do or you have some thoughts and feelings, let us know. A suggestion, perhaps. We'll take a suggestion. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think we, we did it. I'm going to say uh, exit stage left. Uh, followed by a goat who can talk. Oh, yeah. Talking goat. Gotta have one of those.